0: And welcome to MLS Assist, a podcast created to give insight into the tactical side of Major League Soccer. I'm your host, Joe Lowry, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jordan Angeli. Jordan, we're in our new home for a pre-MLS is back episode.
1: Yeah, this is exciting. We are now part of The Athletic, and I just feel like it feels right, Joe. It feels like home.
0: (laughs) It does, and we're really excited that this move can happen just in time for us to be able to deliver some really unique and dedicated coverage of the MLS's back tournament that's starting really, really soon.
1: Before we get into all of that, we want to first reintroduce ourselves to the people that maybe are just joining us right now. Uh, maybe they don't know who Joe and Jordan are. So Joe, <laughs> you want to give us a little insight of who Joe and Cleats is?
0: Absolutely. So that is my my Twitter handle, Joe and Cleats. Um, I am a, a massive soccer strategy person. I love the ins and outs of the game. I've written about it on a number of different websites. I, I enjoy digging into the nuance and figuring out why things happen on the field and, and how coaches have set up the teams to have their team succeed or to not in certain situations. And so that's my passion is to figure out the why of what happens on the field. And that's something that we are uniquely positioned to do on this podcast. So that's a little bit about me, Jordan. Why don't you, you do the same? Give us something about yourself.
1: Uh, I'm Jordan Angeli, a former professional, both in the Women's Professional Soccer League called WPS and then the current league, which is called NWSL. So I played in both of those leagues. And upon retirement and many injuries later, I decided I was going to take my knowledge of the game and continue to grow it by becoming an analyst. So I work in the broadcast side of soccer, and I am the current analyst for Fox Sports Ohio and the Columbus Crew.
0: So that's a little bit about the two of us. We started the show back in January of 2020, about the worst time in hindsight to have started a (laughs) podcast about on-field action because of the break that we've had for coronavirus. But we pushed through. We did all sorts of unique shows in that time period. So if you are interested in interviews, in different listener question specials, in predictions, all of those sorts of things, Mm -hmm. go back through. We've done a whole host of episodes since January. Also, Jordan, we couldn't have done this without Daryl Grove and Taylor Rockwell of the Total Soccer Show. They played a massive, massive role in this show's existence and it coming about in the first place. And I know you and I are both very thankful for all the work that they put in behind the scenes to make this happen.
1: Yeah, I couldn't have said that said that better. Just so thankful for, one, who they are. They are great humans. Yeah. And two, what they're doing to the soccer landscape in the United States and giving people uh, the ability to not only hear about Leagues outside the U.S. and the U.S. men's national team and the women's national team, they literally cover everything that is soccer. And for them to put their trust in us to cover MLS and be a part of their feed for the last seven months has been something that I am very grateful for. Plus, they help us with a little bit of uh, the production stuff <laughs> and and countless emails and texts beyond that. So, uh, yeah, super grateful for them. And um, we'll, still, we'll still be popping our heads in there, right? And listening to them all the time as well.
0: Absolutely. So uh, a sincere and heartfelt thank you to the TSS guys, as well as our listeners. We're thankful to our listeners for supporting us and for just really allowing the show to be possible at all.
1: Can I say how cool this is? Our listeners are great. And I love that we can communicate with them via online social media things. So much so that I tweeted at Southwest Airlines and the person that responded back to me, Joe, I, I shared this with you. Yeah. they were. His name is William. And he was like, I listened to your guys' show when I saw your name. I couldn't believe this was Jordan Angeli from MLS Assist. And I was like, this is... Amazing. Like We are so thankful for you guys that you listen and care and like um, are curious to hear what we have to say week in and week out about MLS.
0: So, Jordan, we are here today to give our listeners a little bit of what to expect about how we're going to be mm-hmm. covering the MLS's back tournament. It's coming up very, very soon. We'll have our first game on Wednesday, July 8th, or maybe multiple games. And the reason I say maybe there is because there is just still a cloud of uncertainty about this tournament, right? That is the reality of where we are as a society It's very strange that MLS is coming back with all that's happening, both, you know, inside the league's bubble in Orlando and outside in the greater world, both in Florida and in the United States and around the world. It is very strange. But soccer is coming back. At least that is the assumption that we're operating under. And so while there is this this very challenging situation that is real for so many people and has Mm -hmm. been very, very hard for a large number of people, again, in the United States and around the world. Soccer is back. And as long as there are games that people are going to be watching, we want to do our absolute best to provide some sort of break from from a lot of the craziness and the the sad reality of what life has turned into for so many people.
1: Yeah. And we have to do what is best for l- these listeners is we're going to give you guys daily podcasts. So every time there is a game, Joe, we are going to be coming to your ears. Right. And this is exciting for us because... Since the beginning of March, when we got to talk about two game days, we've been ready for it, right? Craving this idea of tactically breaking down some of these matchups. And here we are again, and we're going to be doing it every day that there's a game.
0: So a little bit of insight into what our process is going to be. As long as the group stage goes, which is just over two weeks, right? It's a little bit more than two weeks. There will be games every single day. The schedule was finalized. It's now a little bit more free-flowing. We're not exactly sure what the schedule is going to look like every day. But Jordan and I are going to be bringing coverage to some extent of every single game that happens in this tournament. But especially early on, focusing on each group stage matchup. So we're going to be staying up late. We're going to be getting shows out early the following day or late, in the, late into the night after these games happen. And we're going to have something insight from the two of us or analysis of a goal or multiple goals on every single matchup that happens with daily shows during the group stage and then slightly more sporadic but still busy shows after that daily group stage ends.
1: This is going to be one challenging with the amount of games, but also we felt like it was the right thing to do. We felt like this is what we came here to do with MLS Assist is to talk about games. And what better way than to treat it like a World Cup, essentially, and bring daily podcasts into the analysis of one game in particular that that day. But really to bring you a little insight into every single game that's going to be played.
0: This is sort of the MLS World Cup, right? In in a very much lower stakes environment. Well, higher stakes in a lot of ways, but also lower stakes in terms of what's happening on the field. But that is how we're treating this, right? That's how we want to approach this tournament. So we're going to be staying up late. We're going to have a lot to do. We're going to be busy. But we want to provide our listeners with consistent quality content of all the games to hopefully clarify and give insight to and at least give our viewpoints of what's happening Uh on the field in Orlando.
1: Joe, do you think we should ask fans to what... Games they want us to talk about? A little interaction via Twitter? Interaction
0: is always good. So if there's a game or something that you guys see, let us know. Tweet us. You can find me at Joe and Cleats, Jordan at Jordangeli, or MLS Assist at MLS Assist Pod. As you're watching these games, if you see something, let us know. We love getting insight from fans and from people who are watching the games just like we are.
1: Without further ado, should we talk about a little bit about this tournament and get into something? We did our very specific predictions last week, so if you want to know what we're really digging into, we'll go back last week because we've got a lot of preparation happening for the games to come. But we thought we would maybe look into these awards that MLS is going to be giving out and do some predictions there. What do you think?
0: I think it's time, Jordan. I'm of the belief that giving a little meat with announcements and with explainers is always the way to go. So we've gone through MLS recently unveiled their awards categories for this tournament. And so we picked four. We picked the Golden Boot player of the tournament golden glove and young player of the tournament and Jordan you and I both picked one player we don't know who the other person picked right. but we picked one guy for each of those spots with a little bit of reasoning behind it so I'm gonna start I'm gonna start us okay. off with my Do golden it. boot prediction Jordan that is Diego Rossi from LAFC
1: mm, I had a feeling you're going LAFC okay <laughs> give it to me so
0: Number one, first and foremost, Carlos Vela is reportedly not attending this tournament in Orlando. He is going to be home with a pregnant wife. That is very understandable. So Diego Rossi is the next guy up. He's established in that front three. He can play as a number nine or most likely on the left wing with one of Diamande or Bradley Wright Phillips as that nine. But Rossi's speed, his versatility across the front line, he is going to be the guy without Carlos Vela in that lineup. That, to me, is a recipe for goals in an LAFC team.
1: I actually thought about Rossi as the player of the tournament because um, I thought that that was a really, uh, he could do that. But the thing that makes sense for him too, there is the tiebreaker is assists for the golden boot. Oh, that is And I feel like he's going to have a lot of assists as well.
0: So high profile guy in a high profile attack. It seems perfect for me. LAFC also likely to go far on this tournament. Again, anything Mm -hmm. can happen, but the more games, the higher likelihood of someone getting that golden boot award. Jordan, who is your pick for that, for that award?
1: Oh, gosh. Okay, so last week, if you guys listened, and the week before that, I talked about how I just really feel like this tournament is set up for newbies to MLS to kind of come and uh, be difficult to defend, right? Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to go with a newbie. I'm going to go with Luis Amarilla from uh, Minnesota United FC now, he predicted that, how many goals did he predict <laughs> he was going to score at the beginning of the year? 37? It was, like, it was high. Some, it was at least was 20 high. something. It was high. It was high. Um, but this is why I think that this could be a good tournament for him is he's, he's just a proven goal scorer. He's a number nine. He has the ability to hold up the play, but then his movement off the ball, especially in the box is, really sharp and I think that that's a word that you can use to describe him in the first two games of the season we saw Minnesota United play this very transition style offense and when you have an attacker who's sharp and quick inside the box but also is just an out and out goal scorer I think it sets him up for success in this tournament.
0: I love it. I mean, you know that I think teams like Minnesota United that that sit back and absorb pressure and then move forward quickly with the ball, I think, and I could be wrong on this, I think those teams are positioned very well to succeed in a tournament like this. And so Amaria is likely to be a benefactor of that success.
1: All right, we're moving on. Player of the tournament, who does Joe predict
0: we're moving slightly outside of la into carson and we have christian pavon of the los (laughs) angeles galaxy i
1: knew you were gonna pick him i i I knew it so with i'm proud
0: proud of you jordan i am proud of you for predicting that i would predict christian pavon would be player of the tournament with no carlos vela in this tournament Mm. pavon in my estimation at the very least is the best player in orlando going to orlando in the mls cohort down there he's got a ridiculously good right foot very good speed. He is just an incredible player. He's able to, to move into different vertical channels on the left side of the field, attacking transition or in possession, isolate 1v1, take on two guys, even 2v1. He is the younger, more athletic, left-sided, right-footed Carlos Vela. That's my mm. pitch for Christian Pavon as the player of the tournament.
1: <laughs> left-sided, right-footed Carlos Vela.
0: It's a mouthful, like but it. it's true. I'm going to make t-shirts. So don't worry. Oh. I like it. Okay, Jordan, your player of the tournament.
1: I'm going a little bit farther back into the team, into the midfield. And I think when I think of a player of a tournament, I think it's a player that you see who shows up in big moments, whether it's an assist, whether it's a second assist, (laughs) an MLS assist um, as it were, an MLS assist. But I was very impressed with this person in the first couple games of the season in the Sporting Kansas City side who is who they are. Right. And and something that I talked about is Peter Vermees is a coach who has a system and players buy into it. And Kinda is a remarkable player. I think he could be one of the best midfielders that is in MLS right now. We only got a little taste of that, but he will help set the pace and the the tone of who this sorting Kansas City side is going to be, not only defensively, but when they attack, I think he's going to be the metronome of that team. Hmm. And when you have a team like SKC, who's been training the longest, In this reboot back to MLS is back, they have been together as a team the longest out of any major league soccer team. I think that that gives them a little bit of an advantage and playing and gives the players around him more awareness of what he sees and how he can impact the game going forward.
0: Good energy, quick pace of play, both offensively and defensively to press or to move the ball forward. I really, I really think that's an underratedly good pick, Jordan. Thank you. You're welcome.
1: I try to go something different,
0: i like the Mix newcomers loving the newcomers is always good <laughs> i'm going with a very much not newcomer for my golden glove award the goalkeeper okay. that i have for this spot is luis robles of inter miami
1: okay so you're thinking inter miami is going to go pretty far then i don't know
0: if they're going to go far they're in a in a strange group i guess they have mm-hmm. the same likelihood to get out or almost the same mathematically after mls fixed the the odds of that six team group a my thought here with Robles is pretty simple um, I'm not convinced about into Miami's backline. therefore Luis Robles mm. is either going to, to bomb and to not do well or he is going to do exceptionally well that's probably yeah. not like it's probably not that black and white it's it's definitely not that black and white but in my head it's a pretty logical conclusion from a few holes in the Miami backline. no LGP he's not eligible to play in this tournament right. as a TAM player so they're still dealing with the same group of guys I think Roman Torres as well is suspended for the first game because of yellow card accumulation so Robles is going to have plenty of chances to stop shots. I'll say that much.
1: I think that is, if if Miami wins games, it's going to probably be, be a, a large part of Robles <laughs> standing on his head in net.
0: I think so. It is hard to s- save shots when you're standing on your head, but the idea there is, is fair. <laughs> Jordan, who's your goalkeeper?
1: My golden glove is going to Aloy room of the Columbus crew um, because... The
0: Gold Cup I- superstar.
1: Yeah, And the reason I say that, too, is because Group E is filled with tough matchups, right? It's Columbus Crew, Atlanta, New York Red Bulls, and FC Cincinnati. Well, Atlanta is notoriously, and New York Red Bulls have been... season after season, some of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. And then for Columbus, a matchup against Cincinnati is a rivalry matchup. And so um, when I started to look at those matchups, I'm like, okay, well, he's going to have to make saves, right? The same thing that you said, maybe not because of a a poor back line, but because in order for his team to win, he's going to have to make those saves. And then I was looking at just, you know, there was only two games played, but stats in the first two games, he had the second best save percentage Mm -hmm. with a couple other players tied with a couple other players. I think when you look at that, those players are stepping up in big moments. And so I think if the crew and I do think the crew are going to go a long way in this tournament, Aloy Room has to do well. And so he's going to earn that golden glove.
0: Our last award is the young player of the tournament. To be eligible, you have to be 22 and under at the start of this season. That probably means, Jordan, that I should pick Diego Rossi because he is also eligible. But I want to increase my odds of getting more (laughs) of these right. So I'm picking another player for the young player of the tournament. And that is Atlanta United's Ezekiel Barco.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: Two goals already and an assist in the season so far before it was cut short. To my eye, it looked like he was poised for that breakout dominant season with Atlanta United under Frank DeBoer. Now, without Joseph Martinez playing, Ezekiel Barco is the man in Atlanta United's attack. Yes, Pity Martinez also vying for that role, but Barco has been in Atlanta longer. I think he's a little bit more of an energetic, mobile player with skills that could really work for a tournament like this, where defensive pressure, I think, is going to be a big part of the equation. So Mm -hmm. Ezekiel Barco, because he's mobile, because he has that on-ball ability to drop the shoulder, break him behind the back line, dribble at someone in transition, or break someone down in possession, that is why he is my young player of the tournament. Or he like will that be, pick. rather.
1: Yeah, I like that pick. I think that's good.
0: Jordan, who's yours? Our last award of the show.
1: Yeah, I'm going to stay in the East as well, but I'm going to Philadelphia Union and Brendan Aronson. Hmm. I just, I love how Jim Curtinhouse has this team playing in a 4-4-2, the Diamond in the midfield, and Group A is wild. There's six teams, three advance, with the possibility of a fourth as well. So there's more opportunity for Philly to make it farther in the tournament if you just, I mean, there is and there isn't, right? Technically, <laughs> yeah. there's similar, similar, um... We'll leave the stats. math to
0: ASA. That's, that's okay. Yeah,
1: similar stats, but, um... Philadelphia is the only team in group a with cohesion from last Hmm. year, as far as coach and uh, a lot of their key members are the same. So I think Aronson in the way that he plays at the top of that four, four, two diamond, he just sets the tone for them on their counter pressure. He's fluid off the ball with his movement. He's smooth and slippery with the ball at his feet. So he had a goal in their first um, couple games of the season and, I just think that this kid, because he's still a kid, can have a really, a really good tournament. And can, he's young. You know, these young players probably are going to have some of the most impressive longevity in the tournament yeah. because they're able to recover a little bit quicker.
0: He's slippery. He's energetic at the top of that diamond. I'm ready <laughs> so for like some that? Brendan Aronson in Orlando. Jordan, <laughs> we've gone through our predictions here. We've talked who we are for some of our either new listeners or a little refresher for some of our older listeners. We've talked MLS is back. Some of the difficulties with that, as far as life goes, and then how we're planning to have this show go on over the next month. Jordan, I'm excited.
1: Yeah, it should be good. I think we need all we need to take naps though, because we're gonna <laughs> need we need all the sleep that we can get for these
0: next few weeks. Plenty of naps, plenty of caffeine, and listeners, we're gonna have our first episode of the group stage out either late Wednesday night or early Thursday morning. Keep a, keep an eye out. Keep an ear out. I don't know.
1: whatever you do keep coming back for more
0: MLS Assist (laughs) thanks everybody